Welcome to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. I am your host, Eric Seanborn. I'm your other host, Kathleen Coyle. Hello. It just occurred to me that I get to say I'm your other host. Yeah. I'm not a super special guest. No, you're not. Don't have to wait for you to speak at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a nice change of pace. <laughs> ah, so uh, I guess we should uh, explain a little bit about what's going on here. Sure. Uh, you should probably do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're making a podcast. Yes. I did get that. All right. So nice and loose. Nah. I'll uh, I'll go in depth here. All right. It'll it'll be boring. <laughs> uh. So I uh I of course run my podcasting empire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. You do. Started out with a little show called Gutter Trash, mm. uh, hosted by my pal Jason Young. And that is a show where we review comic books and movies, but specific books that we pick uh, each and every week. Preparation. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Night before reading? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes day of. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then, uh, but, you know, we talk about that stuff, and we go off the rails, and we talk about our lives, and mm. it goes long, and it's mm. boring, and nobody listens. Uh, Two of those things are true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> then I have another podcast called The Viewmasters, which I do with my pal uh, Joe Grunewald. He is, uh, well, I don't, I'm not going to talk about him, but uh, that show. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck Sorry, you, Joe. Joe G. <laughs> uh, that show is uh, a show where we uh, we watch TV and then we talk about it. Uh, we started out uh, for 100 episodes talking about the Justice League animated series, and we are currently in the midst of Farscape. I did not realize that was 100 episodes oh, of yeah. the Justice League. Yeah. Wow. Well, there were uh, special episodes. Right, we right. We had uh, our, our pal Jason on as a guest mm-hmm. to uh, talk about, uh, like, you know, between seasons, to talk about Justice League-related things, right. but uh, not specifically the animated series. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, when the show ended, we had, like, four episodes left to get to 100. Oh, uh, right. So we reviewed, uh, Grant Morrison's entire run on the Justice League. Yeah. Split into four episodes. <laughs> uh, so we made it to 100, and then, uh, switched gears entirely and rebranded, and we're now the Viewmasters. Sweet. It's so, funny. Uh, I recommend it. It's funny. Thank you. It's good stuff. Yeah. Mm. No love for the good trash. It's all right. <laughs> No, I'm uh, kidding. I should recommend them both. <laughs> Anyways. I don't listen to Gutter Trash that often because you guys often review things that I'm interested in watching or reading. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you guys don't give a shit about spoilers, and I'm not saying you should, but that's why I don't listen a whole lot. We give a little bit of shit about spoilers. Right. It's, uh, I mean, hey, you have a week's notice. Right. Uh, and B, uh, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff that we review is also really old. That's my point. So, you, know, <laughs> you should I, not give a yeah. shit about spoilers. <laughs> like, we reviewed, uh, the movie Moon with, uh, Sam Rockwell. Right. Uh, and we gave spoilers on that because it is impossible to talk about that movie without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did warn everybody well in advance that, uh, there will be spoilers. You should stop the episode at that point. Uh, yeah. Come back and listen. Uh, which a couple people did. Wow. And, uh, went to see the movie, and, uh, they loved the movie because it's fucking awesome. Right. Everybody should see it. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, so this show uh, is going to be a little different, probably closer to get a trash in tone, where we will talk about comic books. And because movies. neither one of us are as loud as Joe. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, neither of us are as quiet as Jason. <laughs> yes! Did you at all listen to the 200th episode of Gutter Track? A little bit, yeah. He is not in that episode. No. You are barely in that yeah. episode. It was a little, yeah. It was uh, a little frustrating. That may have been my fault. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, probably could have you know, adjusted the levels a little bit better. Meh. But uh, there was also another factor at hand. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, we're good. We'll never be on the show again. Uh, that question. <laughs> well, actually, right. bringing up Matt Brassfield right now is, is a good way to talk about uh, the Stupid Sexy Podcast, because uh, for a while I was uh, thinking about doing a podcast in which I would uh, rotate you and Matt. Really? Yeah. And uh, it was going to be probably horror-based right. more than anything else, right. because I figured that's... Uh, <clears throat> That's a Venn diagram all three of us fall into the middle of. Good call. It is. Uh, but then I decided not to. Yeah. Because uh, the reason I do all these podcasts is because I like to hang out with my friends. Yeah. And I normally don't get the chance to hang out with uh, you guys uh, otherwise, especially you. I know. You and I do not hang out nearly We enough. don't. I probably live the farthest away from anybody, though, too. You do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and we both have jobs that require us to get up at the ass crack of dawn and, mm. uh, you know, go to bed early and... Be know. responsible. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It does. Um, so, yeah, so it is uh, hard for you or I to, to hang out. It is. Uh, and when we do, there's always that third wheel. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So we never get to have like the conversations that we ever want to have. Right. And so while I was trying to think of a podcast for you and I to, to do, uh, you went out and did something, which sort of uh, spurred the idea of this. Huh. You wrote an article. Huh. For uh, Big Shiny Robots. Yes, indeed. And uh, The robot. Yeah. And you sent me and a couple of other people like advanced copies of it just to get advice, and uh, you didn't listen to anything I had to say. <laughs> Which, you were outvoted. That's the only reason why. Which is, uh, no, it's, 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 uh, yeah, that is, uh, exactly what happens whenever anybody asks me for help. They ignore me entirely. Well, the, only because <laughs> the recommendations you had were like, I'm not really sure, you know, you're not, re well, you know what? I can't even speak, so no worries. Are you verklempt? Dying. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> Take that sip of water <laughs> that I just coughed up. <laughs> Anywho. Professionals, ladies and gentlemen. That is why I have an empire. <laughs> we need to think of a name for your empire. That's the Gutter Trash Network. Yeah? Yeah. Everything's uh, dot gutter trash. LLC. Gutter yeah. Trash LLC. Uh, no, I should... Uh, just, uh, I would be remiss to, to not point out that, uh, we also have a fourth podcast that I have nothing to do with, uh, called the Savage Fincast. Oh, right, right, right. 
uh, I, I host it. I uh, allow them to to post uh, the website or their website and their shows on my mm-hmm. on my uh, my bandwidth. Uh, you know, out of the the kindness of my heart. It's uh, very cool of you. And also because you know, uh, you know I love uh, the Savage Dragon and Eric Larson, and uh, this is a podcast devoted entirely to that. And uh, how can I not? Yeah. Uh, it's also co-hosted by another network, but whatever. <laughs> and it's also the most popular podcast on the Gutter Church Network. Is it really? Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yep. Wow. Yep. Who knew? Yeah, I'm uh, not going to take it personally. No, I wouldn't either. I guess uh, I guess if I had celebrity interviews, I could probably get a couple more listeners. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I will say this. The most popular episode of Gutter Trash has been uh, the episode where we reviewed the movie Bare Knuckles. <laughs> A uh, obscure seventies action film uh, featuring our guest Doogie. <laughs> Black market milk Doogie. Yep. <laughs> hey, if you're tired of all these in jokes, go listen to Gutter Trash. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> uh, so, anywho, you wrote an article uh, about the Marvel Now stuff that's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. And uh, the one thing that the article really made me want to do was have a conversation with you about it. And that is exactly why I didn't take your advice, because that was the point of the article. <coughs> See, you said it better than I could. There. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then even then, when, when, like, I I tried to comment on that article, but it uh, didn't seem to really take. The, that, that website gets a lot of hits, but few comments, which mm-hmm. is kind of what drew me to it, because right. message boards make me lose faith in humanity. They are awful. Yeah. They are incredibly yeah. awful. Yeah. The dregs of humanity, man. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they really did want me to, to like, you know, like, as soon as I read it, like, I, I want to, like, discuss everything about uh-huh. this with you. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, we saw each other, like, two or three times after, and, like, just, it's never come up. No, but we had mouthfuls of Mexican food. That is true. In all fairness. Yeah, whenever we do see each other, it is usually uh, while chowing down on some Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. Olay. But you and I, we uh, we have a lot in common. We, we do. Uh, we we love uh, geeky shit. We, we do. We love comic books. We love movies. We love Jason Young. We do. We love kitty cats. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We love music <laughs> and television and all sorts of other geeky things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is just going to be us talking about uh, basically just random comic book news, gossip, uh, movie stuff, uh, rumors, whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, whatever strikes our fancy. Word. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start off with a music thing. Okay. Uh, because I discovered this yesterday and it blew my fucking mind. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know the song Blinded by the Light? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did you discover the true lyrics? Uh, oh, no, I know what you discovered. I discovered that it's a cover song. Yeah. I never knew that either. Yeah. Mm-mm. And the original guy is Bruce Springsteen. No clue. I had no clue. And I listened to that original version. Uh-huh. It's fucking terrible. Really? It is one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. Um, although I love the uh, the Manfred Mann version. Well, yeah. Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And fuck you, Joe Grunemall. <laughs> 
Should we just throw that in every now and then? Uh, well, that is specifically a fuck you to Jimmy Okay. Okay. Because he thinks that song is awful in any version. No. And he is wrong. Yes. I'm going to have to agree with Eric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that uh, all of his musical taste is invalidated by the fact that he loves Ben Folds and oh, uh, the no. Decemberists. No. Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> See, you can counterbalance that, because uh, I know you're, like, in the metal. Right. Yeah. Yes, I am. Joe isn't. Ooh, Joe, man. <laughs> He is a lot younger than us, though. No, he's not a lot younger than us. He's, he's just like 29, 30? To me, that's a lot younger oh, than me yeah. now. I'm 34. Ah, fuck, I'm older than You're you. You're 34 and some years. Yeah. I'm not gonna. <laughs> You're a little bit older than me. And that's fair. Yeah. 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 We're all in the same age range. Ish, yeah. 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 Generation. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not that much younger than us. No. Yeah. I guess not. Sorry, Joe. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Joji. <laughs> I'm kidding, and Eric isn't. I'm mostly kidding, except for the thing about Blind Divine Light. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not know that song was a cover. Um, you appropriately said that Manfred Man Johnny cashed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not think that the Johnny Cash version of Hurt was necessarily better than the original. No. Kind of apples and oranges. Yeah. Until I saw the video. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my god. Trent Reznor psychically wrote this song for Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to say that uh, without seeing the video, which uh-huh. is devastating, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he definitely made it his own by, by doing a completely different type of thing. Yeah. And that's what Manfred Mann did with the Blind by the Light. Really? Because, uh, yeah, like, other than the lyrics and general melody, two completely different songs. No, I'm really excited to hear the Bruce Springsteen version out, even though he said it sucked. Yeah. Oh, everyone should hear it if, if uh, mm-hmm. all you know is the Manfred Mann. Yeah. Version. Yeah. The thing is, I was listening to a podcast uh, yesterday called... Is that uh, Marlo Thomas Naked, by the way? Uh, no, that is... Uh, I can't remember that chick's name. All right, never she mind. She was on like the first season of Mad Men. Uh, I was really hoping it was Marlo Thomas. No, All yeah. right, sorry. Yeah. Uh, she also used to be on Mad TV. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Krista Flockhart. No, that's not her name. Krista something. Anyway. Whatever. Sorry that I pointed out that you had a naked lady on your screen That's saver. Alright. The, the, the listener who has followed us from Gunner Trash knows. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyhow. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Blinded by the Light. Yes. Sorry. I no, interrupted. Uh, yeah, I was listening to a podcast called uh, Rock Solid. That, uh, it's a comedy podcast that uh, reviews or talks about music. And uh, they did a uh, special episode on cover songs. Fun! And so they're doing all these cover songs, and, like, you know, some of them are, like, super different than the original, but, mm-hmm. like, you can tell what they are. Mm-hmm. And then they start playing Blinded by the Light, and it's the exact same version that I have only ever heard ever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? Well, this sounds exactly the same like the original. And then they start talking about how, uh, you know, this is a cover from Manfred Mann, and it's like, what the <laughs> wow. 
Are you a fan of the cover song in general? Oh, I am. Me too. I love a cover song. Me too. Huge fan. Super Knot. Nine Inch Nails. Cover of Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Fan-fucking-tastic. I consider that more of a ministry cover of... Uh, oh, true, true. Yeah. Was that 1,000 Homo DJs? Yeah. 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 But yeah. My bad. Fact-checking. But uh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is a fucking amazing version of that song. Yeah. Um, System of a Down's cover of uh, Snowblind, I think, is another one. That, Ooh, good uh, call. Is... Uh, Difference, but mm-hmm. amazing version of that yeah. song. Because it generally can't improve on Black Sabbath. Agreed. Unless you do something completely different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I love a cover song. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to think of some of my other favorites, but I'll think of it when we're on another subject. That's fine. Because that's how I roll. All right, then. <laughs> So yeah. since we're basically brought here by Marvel now, yes, uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Let's do. Yeah. You might have to refresh my memory on some of this stuff, however. That's fine. I don't know that I can remember very much as well. Yeah. Uh, this will be the recurring problem, I think, throughout our show. We'll be all right. Because we're, we're going to do this monthly. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be a lot of information that comes out that uh, we're going to forget to talk about. Or we will uh, speak incorrectly of. Yeah. Of which we will speak incorrectly. I'm trying this new thing where I don't end my sentences in prepositions. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so Marvel Now is the, uh, I don't exactly know what the hell it is, really. Is it a reboot? They're not calling it, they're very careful to not call it a reboot, but everything is changing. Right. And we're going back to number ones, and I don't know. That bothers me. It kind of does me, too. Because it seems like every time Marvel changes a creative team, and that's all it is, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is all they're doing. They're changing mm-hmm. the creative teams. They renumber the book at number one. Yeah. And it's a little annoying. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that as... Uh, you know, says comic book nerd who needs to have my collection all in the exact right places. Right. But, uh... <laughs> but, you know, like, back in the day, yeah, you know, yeah. creative change was, you know, it was something to talk about, but it was not a reason to completely restart. No. And it's all to do it just for the, the false, you know, sales boost. Right, and that's something I've never understood. There aren't many people who buy comics to rock and roll quote. You like that? Rock and roll quote? Sorry. Um, Collect. We are readers. There are people who collect, though. Still a lot, though? Um, More than maybe we think there are. Really? Yeah. I I don't know if my brother still does, but uh, he... You know, at one point in time was a collector. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he would only go out and buy, you know, number ones and variants. Right. And then he would get them slabbed and graded and, you know, you know, uh, do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Speculation. Uh, I, I do think that there's still quite a few people out there. 
obviously not a ton. Uh-huh. Uh, especially since the 90s. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> Because otherwise, comics would probably be doing a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that there is a... And we talked about this uh, after you left on uh, the uh, 200th episode mm. of Gutter Trash. Is that I think there are still a ton of fans out there who, who do read. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I would say the majority of the fans read. Uh, you know, they want to read the books and they want to like the books. Right. Uh, but there's also, I'd say, more than significant portion of those who will continue to buy the book even though they don't like it. Gotcha. Just because they don't want to have a gap in their collection. Yeah. All right. I can totally see that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, like, there's uh, there's actually a guy who uh, I'm Facebook friends with who <clears throat> I've never seen him say anything positive about a comic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know that guy. Uh, you don't. <laughs> no, I think I know that guy. Uh, I'm being funny. Okay. Because okay. we all know that guy. You probably do know that guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <clears throat> this particular version of that guy. Uh, he's a huge Spider-Man fan. Uh-huh. Uh, spends every single month bitching about how much he hates Spider-Man and how he hates the writer of Spider-Man. And... Still yeah. buys it. Yeah, I know. And, and I don't get it. No. Uh, <laughs> Nor do I. Yeah. I am definitely not that kind of comics reader. Neither am Mm-mm. I. Uh, I have been uh, reading Mark Wade's Daredevil. Uh-huh. I am not a Mark Wade fan. Yeah. He has won me over. Really? I've heard great ago. things about this Daredevil run, actually. Uh, it is very good. Um... Being a guy who is predisposed to not enjoy a Mark Wade, mm-hmm. uh, I am under the mindset that as soon as there is like three or four bad issues in a row, I'm done. Right. So far, there hasn't. Yeah. And like I said, uh, he, he has gotten on my good side in the past year. Yeah. Uh, I used to. I've never hated Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. I just found him to be very mediocre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to. Absolutely love his work uh, back in the 90s uh, when he was uh, doing The Flash. Right. Uh, then uh, his initial run on Captain America was amazing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, and, then, and then I don't know what happened, but like he took a year off or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back, uh, like he left Flash for a while, and then he, uh, he got forced off of Captain America due to right. the name that shall not be mentioned. Uh, <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> but uh, uh, when he came back to both of those books, uh, they were just so awful. Right. And uh, then, like, you know, I tried to read a couple more things from him, uh, like his run on the Justice League, mm-hmm. and just some stuff here and there. And I just I didn't dig it at all. Mm-mm. I didn't dig that Justice League stuff at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it didn't help that the art was horrible on most of it. Because mm-hmm. he was, he was supposed to be teamed up with, uh, Brian Hitch, uh, initially. because uh, they did, like, this massive, like, jumbo oversized, uh, graphic novel. Uh-huh. Uh, Heaven's Ladder, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that was okay when I read it. Uh, I tried rereading it. I was going to pick it for Gunner Trash at one point. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
then, you know, Brian Hitch was supposed to move on to the monthly book with him, and I think he did, like, three issues total. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and then it was villain artists on uh-huh. the rest of it, so it was just... It was not good to begin with, and then, you know, the art, you know, made it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then when I heard that Mark Wood was doing Daredevil, who was my favorite Marvel character. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I've been reading Daredevil for years. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, if it's awful, I won't buy it. Right. Uh, I have all of Frank Miller's issues. Oh, yeah. I bought uh, a couple of uh, the the Marv Wolfman issues after uh, mm-hmm. Frank Miller left, and then uh, didn't read Daredevil until uh, Anne Senti took over in like the late '80s. It was actually well, obviously I'm not that old, so <laughs> right. uh, I went back, you know, because uh-huh. uh, the very first issue of Daredevil I ever read was actually an Anne Senti book. No kidding. Uh, drawn by uh, John Romita Jr. Nice. And, uh, <clears throat> and, okay. <laughs> There's actually, I have a blog post on my, on uh, my website. Uh huh. Pretty much all about this. But, uh, I'll, I'll try to sum this up super quick. Uh, it was the first Daredevil comic that I had ever read. I didn't know anything about the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think his real name is ever mentioned in that issue. Really? Uh, like, uh, like, they barely. Like, I know his name is Matt at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they ever say Matt Murdock or mm-hmm. anything like that. I figure out that he's blind. Um, they sort of touch on his origin a little bit because it was a double-sized issue. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm reading this comic, and basically all of Daredevil's enemies attack him that day. Uh-huh. Like, he, he's at a anti-nuclear war parade. Mm-hmm. And just all of his villains team up on him. And beat the ever-loving shit out of him. And he spends half the issue uh, just beaten to hell and hallucinating because he has just taken so many hits. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of the issue, he runs up with the, the mastermind of like the entire attack, uh, who, at, during that run, as I discovered later, mm-hmm. was sort of his, his main villain, uh, Typhoid Mary. Oh, right, right, right. And she... Uh, Basically, uh, tells him that, uh, she organized the whole thing, and then she throws him off a bridge, <laughs> and he falls, and the very last page is just four panels of, uh, just a close-up on his face as he is laying at the bottom of a ditch uh, under a bridge that he has just been thrown off of, and there is no the end, there is right. no to be continued, there is nothing, and it just ends. That's pretty awesome. And my little 12-year-old brain... I was just getting ready to ask how old you were, yeah. (laughs) was just like, what? (laughs) No, I wasn't even 12. I was 10. Yeah? Uh, Yeah, I think that was like in Christmas of 88 when I got that book. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would have been 10. Um, And I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then, never saw another Daredevil comic. Until, like, years later. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed that that was the final you issue of Daredevil. You thought Daredevil was, was dead. dead. <laughs> That's oddly cute. <laughs> <laughs> was that the first comic you remember reading that blew your mind? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, you know, 
Well, obviously Daredevil's dead, so I couldn't read any more of his, so right. I like, shifted to the X-Men. Well, yeah. And became like a massive X-Men fan. Yeah. But then when I discovered that Daredevil was around... <laughs> Fuck these guys! Yeah. Uh, like, you know, even then it still uh, took me a while to like really get into it. And uh, basically when I was like 16 and I was working and there was a comic shop uh, uh-huh. half a block away from my house... Uh-huh. Uh, I started just buying, you know, a shit ton of comics, mm-hmm. and I bought the entire run of Frank Miller's Daredevil. Sweet. And then I followed that up with uh, all of Van Decente's run, mm-hmm. uh, which included that issue. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, and then I became, like, a massive Daredevil fan. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, I'd pick and choose which runs I would read. Like, uh, I avoided yeah. the entire, you know, black-armored, you know, weird bullshit that happened. Right. Uh, which, although, I kind of dig the black armor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I dig, uh, I dig alternate versions of characters' costumes. Mm-hmm. E- even if they're kind of dumb. Especially if they're, they only last a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that as well. Like, uh, I'll say this, like, uh... Like, my love for Wolverine has died off a lot. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's around. He's always going to be around. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, he's always in, like, a version of his blue and yellow yeah. you know, striped costume thing. Yeah. Makes me miss the brown and orange costume. The brown and orange costume was pretty awesome. But conversely, I don't think it should be a big deal when a hero's costume changes no, either. That pisses me off. Yeah. Like, how can we get people to buy books? I don't know. Let's put Wonder Woman in jeans. Right. No, that's dumb. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay. And it doesn't fool anybody. Uh, Wonder Woman. Pants or no pants? What do you prefer? Briefs. Yeah. Starred briefs. The end. Right. And this is from a lady, guys. <laughs> Starred briefs. <clears throat> not making out with Superman. Yeah. It's dumb. I'm not going to get on that. I'm sorry. No, we can't. That's what we're here for. Jason brought me that issue. He's like, here, I thought you'd want this. And I was just like, sorry, we're not a a video cast. (laughs) Because I can't recreate the look I gave him. I think we can all imagine it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, that that is just dumb. It is. I mean, I, I can see why they would. I can see it being a temporary thing. Yeah. I can't see it lasting long. No. But, uh... Yeah, I just... I don't know. It's a sales tactic, but I don't know that it's one that's working. No, I don't think so, because... As someone with a vagina, Lois Lane might even be a more important character than Wonder Woman. Uh, to Superman. I would agree. To readers. To chick readers, definitely. Okay. All right, because I'm gonna come out and say it. I've I've, I've said it before on, on uh, message boards and whatnot. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever actually said it on uh, any of the podcasts. Uh huh. I do not like Lois Lane. Really? I think she's a terrible, terrible character. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I think that uh, uh, Superman's obsession with her mm-hmm. is uh, unfounded. Really? Yeah. Uh, and, and not due to him being Superman. Right. You know, like he can get anyone he wants because he's Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, she is horrible to Clark Kent. And that is who he is. That is a very valid point. Uh, cause, cause, you know, in, uh, 
uh, you know, in the traditional way that I view Superman, mm-hmm. you know, he is Clark Kent, who dresses up in blue tights. Yes, you know, I would agree with that one thousand percent. Yeah, the, the 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 giant red S that's flying around is is Clark Kent as he was brought up and raised by his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just with you know, nurture, not nature. Right. Yeah. And the Clark Kent with the glasses is the mask that he uses to people don't figure out that uh, he is also Superman. Which is another podcast topic entirely because. Seriously. All right. right. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, just the fact that uh, through the majority of the publishing history of Superman, mm-hmm. uh, Lois Lane has been a total cunt to Clark Kent. She has kind of been a cunt, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know how to word what I want to say. She is... I don't think she treats Clark any differently than she treats other people... Right. That her, that doesn't further her journalism. Right. And that makes her a horrible person. Mm, I don't Uh, know. I don't know. Like, uh. Because we could get into the the age old discussion of if a man treats people that way, he's the boss and he gets what he wants and he gets shit done, but when a woman does it, she's a cunt. When a man does it, he is also a horrible person. (laughs) All right, then then we're on the same page. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, I don't differentiate people being just horrible to other people. Yeah. And I say this as a person who is often horrible to other people. <laughs> this is why I have no friends. <laughs> but your podcast is Uh, so yeah, so no, I'm disagreeing. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's uh, it's it's. I know that uh, I know that Lois Lane has a very big fan base out there. I just never get it. I don't understand. Just because that is my point of view. Yeah, and coming from that line of thought, I would agree with you. Why does he love her in the first place? Right. But I think she's an important character because she's a strong woman without superpowers. That's where I'm coming from on that. So maybe not as a love interest, but as someone who is vital to Clark Kent's life. Right. I would go that uh, route. I appreciate her as a supporting character uh-huh. in, in uh, the Superman books, uh-huh. especially when she is written well. Uh-huh. Uh, which I have not read a lot of stories with her where she is written well. Yeah. Um. But uh. uh <laughs> <laughs> it's early. Yeah. Uh, this is the earliest I've ever podcasted. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Um, and it's almost noon. <laughs> um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, I kind of, yeah, I definitely see your point. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, she's a good foil for Clark Kent and yes. for Superman. Yes, I just don't buy her as uh, his uh, love interest. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I also buy Wonder Woman as his love right. interest, because right. that is... Terrible. That's stupid. That's lazy fucking writing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like, I think when, when DC rebooted the first time. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I think John Byrne kind of did a thing where he, like, had Superman make out with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And she pushed him off, because, you know, what the fuck. Right. 
you know, and it was Superman thinking that, well, we're, you know, these superpower beings, you know, let's do it. Right. And uh, one of them was like, no. Yeah. And that works. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And that also sets the groundwork for, they're just friends. Yep. Yeah. And besides, we all know if Wonder Woman was going to date someone in the Justice League, it would totally be the Green Lantern. Actually, it'd be Batman. You want to fight about it? No. <laughs> no, I don't want to fight about it. <laughs> <laughs> we are nerds, man. <laughs> um. No offense to people with lisps. No, yeah. Sometimes I have a lisp. Yeah. I like to make fun of people with lisps. Whenever you catch me doing it, make fun of me. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, no. Uh, well, I, I'm, I am a fan of the uh, the Justice League animated series, as mm-hmm. I probably mentioned. Mm-hmm. I devoted an entire uh, podcast. To it. 100 weeks to yes. it. <laughs> um, but uh, it was... Uh, there, there was uh, like a little plot that never went anywhere, really, uh-huh. where where Batman and uh, Wonder Woman were flirting with each other, and it worked a lot. Really? Yeah, and I think they even brought it into the comics a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it never went anywhere, mm-hmm. but I think it's a dynamic that really works well. Um, yeah, I can see that actually. I also think that Lois Lane and Bruce Wayne are a very good dynamic with each other. Oh, good call. Yeah. I could uh, totally get behind Lois Lane moving over to the Batman books. Moving to the dark side? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting, actually. You should totally write some fan fiction. Mm. <laughs> no. <Mm-mm. laughs> Not to say anything bad about fan fiction. All right. Because, well, I will say something bad about fan fiction. It can be awful. Oh, absolutely. But uh, as can everything else. Right. Yeah. Uh, but mostly because I just don't have the energy right. to put in that much effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to, I used to write a lot. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, uh, I would, I would consider myself a better writer than I am an artist, uh, at one point in time, definitely. Uh, That's impressive. I have not written anything in mm. years. Yeah. Uh, just, I don't know why. Well, I know why. Because I am a sad, depressed bastard who can't uh, muster up any energy to do anything right. to fulfill my life. Yeah. Podcasting. Podcasting! I was totally going to write some Skyrim smut fan fiction, but I never got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not joking, by the uh, way. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> and now it is committed to digital audio. Oh, yeah. For eternity. It will survive forever. Until yeah. the apocalypse, at least. Um. No. <laughs> should totally do it. <laughs> All right, I will. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anyway. What were yeah. we talking about? Uh, we were still on the Lois Lane thing, but yeah, we, we can move on if okay, you want. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think we were talking a little bit about Wonder Woman and, uh, We totally and digress from yeah, Marvel yeah. Wow now. now. I'm still yeah. calling it Marvel Wow. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's like the uh, musical version of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Apocalypse Now! <laughs> um, so, yeah, we can jump back into uh, Marvel Now. Um, so, yeah, so, so there are a lot of books coming out. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, 
Well, a couple of months ago, I, I switched from uh, getting my comics from a shop uh-huh. um, to doing mail order, mm-hmm. which has uh, been fantastic. Uh, you said you get them a month or a week behind. I get them a month behind. And that's not frustrating? Um, it's a little frustrating. Uh-huh. Mostly due to, like... The internet? Uh, actually, I can avoid pretty much all of that. Uh, I can mostly avoid spoilers, except mm-hmm. for movie spoilers. Right. Uh, but comic book spoilers, I, I think I can dodge pretty well. Yeah. Uh, unless they are just fucking blatant about it and, like, put it in a headline of something. Right. Um, but it's more frustrating, like, yesterday, Jason brought up a book that he had just read, uh, that he wanted to talk to me about, but I'm not going to get it for, like, another four weeks. Yeah. Um, so that's a little frustrating. Uh, but the money that I'm saving is, uh, uh, worth it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in order to do that, you now have to order your books two months in advance. Oh. So, basically, like, like this past Thursday, I went through and ordered all of my books that are coming out for December. Um... And so, you know, I've been seeing the Marvel Now stuff uh-huh. for a couple months now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited about some books, and I want to try some books. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marvel is doing a thing that I fucking hate. Uh-huh. They're double shipping a lot of their books. Oh. Because um, I've been reading uh, X-Factor for years, and um, I love that book. Uh-huh. Uh, but it comes out twice a month. Uh, so I'm not going to drop X-Factor because I'm still loving it. Uh-huh. Uh, but that also means that because of that, I'm not getting Matt Fraction's Fantastic Four. Oh! Because I can't afford that extra book. Yeah. Uh, I did decide to try Brian Bendis' all-new X-Men. Uh-huh. Uh, why not, right? Why not? You know, yeah. The concept is interesting. It is. Um, Jean Grey, yeah. most resurrected character in the Marvelverse. I disagree. I think it's fact, actually. I disagree. Really? Professor X. I think Professor X has died and come back way more than Jean Grey. Interesting. Um, I know that Jean Grey is the go-to joke for it. Right. But, uh, spoiler, Professor X recently died. (laughs) Again. And my first thought when that was revealed, which, uh, I will read spoilers for books I'm absolutely not reading. Uh Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Avengers vs. X-Men, because I can't give... I have not read the last issue yet, so don't spoiler me on that. I haven't read the last okay. spoilers for that one. Okay. But but uh, the previous one, Cyclops kills Professor X uh, with the, his possessed phoenix self. Yeah. Um, and my first reaction was, Professor X was alive. <laughs> huh? Because <laughs> the last thing I ever saw uh-huh. was, because... Uh, uh, Years ago, my friend and I would get together on Wednesdays, and we would go to Mavericks and buy our books, uh-huh. and like sit here and like look through all of our books. Uh, and he you know, was, I've never done that with anyone, by the way. It's, that kind of makes me sad. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. No, it's fun. Okay, it can be fun. Yeah, it can also be uh, irritating, especially if it's like a book that you're really looking forward to reading, uh, and then you're just kind of flipping through it and finding out the ending before right. you read it. Right. Uh, but he's also one of those guys that uh, he doesn't care about spoilers. Uh, he, he's all about well, it's the journey, you know. It's not about you know the you know finding out on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of like finding out on my own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so he was reading whatever X-Men crossover was at the time. I think mm-hmm. it was Manifest Destiny or uh-huh. X-Messiah or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but at the end of it, uh, you know, Professor X is shot by a character. Yes. And all of the X-Men are like standing around looking at his corpse. And then in the very next panel, like, he disappears. Uh, like Obi-Wan. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so I was like, oh, Professor X is dead. And I think he had just come back from being dead previously, you know, due to, like, something that Ed Brubaker did. I don't mm-hmm. know. He has died, like, 89 times. Mm-hmm. I, uh, like, mm-hmm. I, I read, like, all of the Chris Claremont issues. I think he was written out of that book at least four times during that entire Really? Run. Yeah. Huh. If he's not dead, he's always, uh, like, getting re-crippled. <laughs> you know? Re-crippified. Re-crippified, <laughs> uh, losing his powers. Like, something happens that removes him from yeah. being a character. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's going to come back at some point. I mean, we all know that. Oh, yeah. Point, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway... Uh, but yeah, you know, like the, the all new X-Men concept is mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art is going to be amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, you went ahead about that, but, uh, that's coming out twice a month. Is it really? Yeah. So, you know. See, uh, I don't know what I'm going to buy, um, in issues or weight on trades. Right. I, I don't know. I've been doing trades a lot lately because I just don't have the storage for, right. for single issues. And it's more cost effective. Um, I think I'm only getting five books mm-hmm. as they come out. The Marvel Now books? No, like right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are they? You asked me too fast. <laughs> what do I get? I get Captain Marvel. Okay. I get Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I stopped all of my new 52s except Animal Man and Suicide Squad. Mm. Sweet Tooth. Which is ending? Mind management. Okay. Yeah, six books. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I get way more. Yeah. yeah. But I'm trying, and plus Jason gets them for me, so right. I don't want to be like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, you right, know? Right. Um, but the trades, and when Marvel now, I'm going to get the FF, the Fantastic Four, probably the new X-Men, and maybe that's it. Okay. Maybe. Uh, well, for Marvel now, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting the all new X-Men. Uh-huh. I'm gonna get FF. Uh-huh. Because I can't turn down Matt Fraction and Mike already working together. I know, I'm so excited. And the cast of that book is just... Yeah, it is. Stupid weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Matt Fraction, I think, is the only writer in the Fart on a Snare Drum Club. No? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is. He's not for me. He is, yeah. Uh, I do read a lot that he puts out. Uh huh. I will definitely consider anything that he works on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, he's definitely. I don't think anyone is uh, far out of snare drum for me. Really, yeah. no one at like at all. At all. Not even Gary Oldman. Nope. Hmm. Um. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the closest that I think Mike Allred may come yeah. close to that, except for when he did the uh, the uh, Mormon Bible. Her comic thing that he was doing. Uh, yeah. Um, Sam Keith used to be uh, uh-huh. for me, uh, but then I started. Re- I read like four things in a row by him that were just terrible. Uh huh. And so he is. Uh, I will like like he's got a new book coming out in December. Uh, that uh, when I looked at it on my order sheet, I was like, oh, 
and he didn't write it. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, maybe it'll actually be good. But I decided. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't think anyone falls into that category for mm. me. Uh, there are some that come close. Though. Yeah. Um, like I've, like I gave up on Matt Fraction's uh, Iron Man book. I did not read that. I've never been a big Iron Man. I've never um, enjoyed his books. Right. As, you know, Iron Man books. Right. Yeah. Um, they're okay. I can't get past the art. Who did those? Uh, Salvador La Roca. Oh. He is awful. Really? He is, uh, he falls into that Greg Land category where he traces a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, uses a lot of reference, uh, but does it worse. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, uh, there are very few, I'm really different from you guys, like my fellow comics readers now, in that there's very little art that would turn me off of a book completely. And I think it's just because I'm not as knowledgeable about it. Mm -hmm. But one thing, and I was really, Surprised if I made, you know, stray away from the topic again. The Dr. Manhattan Before Watchmen mm -hmm. book. Number one, that book was boring as fuck. I did read it. Oh, God, it was boring. And that was the only one I was excited about. I don't want to get on the topic of whether or not Before Watchmen is right or wrong, because fuck it, who cares? Right. Um, but I was really, Dr. Manhattan's a great character. I was really excited to read his origin story. So boring. But the art, and this is the style that really bothers me, the, it's pretty, like, photorealistic. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of great lifelike coloring and shading, and then with a thick black outline around everything. Yeah. I hate that. And I can't remember who drew that book right now. Adam Hughes. Yeah, I hate that. It drives me crazy. Um, I... <laughs> it is... Somewhat funny that you bring up Adam Hughes. <laughs> uh, he ruined my life. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. I am, I'm over it now. I don't like that style at all, though. I think he's amazing. Yeah, I would agree, except for that outline shit. And is that, is that an artist or an inker that's doing that? I I don't know that he has an inker. I think he, he does really? everything digitally at this point. Okay. Um, so so that is all him. That is his choices that he's making. All right. right. Uh, it doesn't bother me with him, but uh, there have been artists in the past that uh, I have noticed, uh, like when Chris Pacello worked on the X-Men for the first time, uh -huh. I think in the mid-90s, late-90s, something like that, uh, like he... He had changed his style drastically from mm -hmm. what it used to be, because uh, he started out. He worked on Shade the Changing Man, and, yeah, that's uh, right. The uh, the Death miniseries with uh, mm -hmm. Neil Gaiman, mm -hmm. uh, and, his, and uh, like early issues of Generation X with uh, Scott Lobdell. And Huge fan of Generation X, by the way. Huge fan. I have the issues, but I've never really gotten into them. Oh, I love them. But I bought them just for the art. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, cause I'm not much of a Scott Lobdell fan. Yeah. But, uh, uh, like his style was like super scratchy mm -hmm. and then like weird and mm -hmm. quirky and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I still like his art. Uh, I still think he's a really amazing artist. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he is worth the damnest storyteller. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, cause, cause he clutters everything up. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just impossible to read anything that he draws. Uh, maybe he's gotten better 
in the last few years. I don't, I don't know because I've stopped trying. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do really admire his style. Uh, but when he made the transition from his original or the style that he grew into, you know, working on all the Vertigo stuff, and into the stuff that he now primarily does with like Marvel superheroes, like it got like super manga esque. Ah. Uh. And, uh, I mean, but like the, the, not manga, but, uh, like Joe Madriero style. Uh huh. Uh, like everything, every, like everything he drew now was like four times wider than it needed to be. Uh huh. Uh, just like super chunky. Uh, and like, that's when I think I first noticed, like, his anchor was putting like this thick ass outline uh-huh. around all his characters. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. It's it's not great. Uh, there should definitely be, and this is something that uh, has always been as as an art student you know, sort of uh, impounded onto me was uh, you know line weight, uh-huh. uh, you know mm-hmm. varying line weights, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like in the past year I've been really really trying to use a brush pen more, yeah, uh, which allows you to get like thick and thin lines as you're drawing. And if you can do it well, which I can't. No, me uh, neither. And I love, I like, well, I should tell our listeners, I don't, I like to draw. I'm like a little kid when I do it, but I still have fun doing it. Yeah. But yeah, I bought some brush prints just to have fun. Right. And damn, that's hard. Yeah, it is. It's super difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but it gives it a nice look. Yeah. Uh, so when you have, like, thick or thin, when you have that, like, consistent line weight throughout yeah. everything. It kind of makes everything a little boring, a little static. It does. Uh, a know. lot more 2D. Like, yeah. does that even make sense? Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, I generally don't like art that is heavy on, on realism. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and with that, I, I always think that, like, that's that really thin line, you know, mm-hmm. fine line, you know, photo-referenced, mm-hmm. you know, heavy shadow kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I like heavy shadow. Uh-huh. And I like detail work. Uh-huh. Uh, but I also like it super loose and super cartoony. Cool. Yeah. You know, uh, and that is the style that I wish I could have. Uh-huh. But, like, because I trained just so long on trying to do realistic comics right. that, like, I can't break out of it. Uh, hmm. like I try, but I can't. Uh, but that is the the type of art when I, in a comic that I try to you know. That's what I want to see more. Right. Yeah. And now I totally understand why you don't like the Captain Marvel art. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that it's muddy. That's why I like it. Uh, I like. It's muddy and swampy, and there's pops of her, and uh, I like it. I just I don't know like. I think it's appropriate to the story. Is I'll it? put it that way. Okay. Yeah, very appropriate to the story. Because when I see the covers to that book, like, cause, yeah, because I, w- I wanted to try that book, mm-hmm. um, but you know, because uh, because you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh-huh. but you know, uh, you know, she seems to be doing all right. Yeah, uh, and, and that is a character that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I saw the the new costume, I was like, oh, that's a nice costume, yeah. you know. And uh, I saw like you know Ed McGinnis covers. You know, I was like, okay, I'm on board. And then I saw a preview over the arts. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and I'm probably going to lose a nerd card, but the covers are my least favorite part of the book. Well, you lose a nerd card card with me. Yeah, no, I think that she is characterless and 
Barbie dollish on the covers, and I don't like that. I just, I'm not saying that the art needs to be that on the inside, right? But like, it looks like the covers make it seem bright and colorful, and uh, then when I see the art, it's very <laughs> loose and, and mm-hmm. like the colors are dull and muddy. It just it doesn't seem like that's the story that I'm supposed mm. to be getting. And so it really turned me off. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Word! And we'll come back and uh, nerd out some more about some more stuff. Wait! Yeah. thought we had to wait for a minute. Uh, that's only at the beginning. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because uh, we'll uh, filter out all the, the background noise from that for everything. Ah, uh, I always wondered why you did that. Yep. Nice. Because uh, uh, I've currently got uh, fans going and uh, uh, I've got a very loud uh, surge protector. Does uh, that pick up? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and also my squeaky, squeaky chair, <laughs> which uh, I have been meaning to get rid of for three years now. Nah. Chairs uh, are expensive, dude. They are. Especially like a, a nice one. Yeah. If I'm going to get it one, I'm going to go all out. Yeah. You know what else is expensive? Curtains. Yeah. You know why I don't have any curtains? Because they're expensive. Because I'm not paying 30 bucks for a rectangle of fabric. Yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah. And uh, if you were to hang up a curtain, where would you put that? Window. Okay. <laughs> there is a... Was that a trick question? No. Okay. You, you answered correctly. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, uh, there is a... Uh, there's an office uh, right across from uh, my office mm-hmm. at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a... Uh, 
a call center for a right-wing teabagger, anti-Obama kind of thing. Really? Yeah, they're never there when we're there. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of their doors That makes has, it a little more sinister. Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess it's like a volunteer thing. So, uh-huh. uh, it's like after work and gotcha. the weekends and gotcha. stuff. Gotcha. Um, but like, you know, there's like all these, uh, anti-Sharon Brown poster uh-huh. and it's the Americans for Prosperity or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a, one of their doors has a window for a door. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, just from the previous tenants or whatever. Uh, even though there hadn't been an, anyone in that office in like five years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so you can see like right into like they're the main office. Uh-huh. And like in the past two weeks or so, they put curtains up on the wall. Huh. Acoustics, maybe? Uh, maybe. If there's a bunch of people on the phone at the same time? Maybe, but th- there's only the two. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, so, basically, I've just come to the conclusion that right-wingers don't know where curtains go. <laughs> a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of right-wing... Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious if uh, if you got this in the mail. Uh, last Saturday, uh. I received a, a free DVD. <gasps> it's called uh, "The Dreams of My Real Father." Oh, I saw, I saw mention of that on the internet. Yeah, I did not get a DVD. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm still debating whether I should watch it or not. <laughs> you totally should. It is, like, two hours long, though. Oh, I don't know if I could invest two hours in it. Yeah. Mm. But uh, in case anyone out there doesn't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> it, is a, uh, it is a mockumentary of sorts uh, told from the perspective of a what-if Obama. Uh, it is narrated by a guy who was supposed to be President Obama. Uh, told... Basically, an alternate reality <laughs> uh, where his mother was a whore and fucked some other dude who was also like a major uh, communist and uh, Marxist. Uh, wow! Uh, you know, uh, leader in uh-huh. whatever year that was. Uh, <laughs> so it was made by crazy people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we should totally watch it. Yeah, it is uh, also available on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Streaming. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. But it costs, you know, like, 13 oh. bucks. Yeah, no. But I got a free copy. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I guess my boss also got a copy. Tea party swag. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine it's because I am a registered Republican. Are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think not, I am anymore. Yeah, I have yeah. uh, not voted Republican in... ever. Yeah. But that is what I am registered as. Maybe I'm registered libertarian, because I keep getting Mitt Romney shit in the mail. I keep getting Mitt Romney shit. I don't get any Obama shit, though. Neither do I. Huh. Unless it's anti-Obama. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're probably still registered as a Republican, then. Huh. Because they're not reaching over to the people who aren't Republicans. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. It does not at all. No. But at the same time, you know, it's like... Right. Well, I guess in me they kind of are because I'm not voting for any of them. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I don't... I mean, I don't like any 
candidate. Right. At this point. Right. But, but I will vote for Obama. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you. No, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Because registered Republican, I've been voting Democrat for right. years. Yeah. So, you know, in a way, by getting all the Republican propaganda, I am sort of like their target, mm. but not. Good call. Yeah. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Politics, let's not get into it. No, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, there's a Marvel book coming out mm. that, uh, I've only read the first two issues of. Uh-huh. Uh, but those two issues have decided that it is now my favorite Marvel book. Yeah. It is called Hawkeye. And it's fucking awesome. It is super awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's by Matt Fraction and David Aha. Aha. I'm going David with Aha. David Aha. I'm going with Aha. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they they worked on Iron Fist together. They did, and you know what? I didn't even realize that it, that was David Acha until you mentioned it, because I love that Iron Fist run as well. Right. And I actually already had it when you mentioned it. Right. Uh, that was, uh, of course, that was also with Ed Brubaker. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. What are your thoughts on Ed, Bru- Ed Brubaker? That guy. Uh... <laughs> I enjoy his work. Mm-hmm. I think he comes off as a bit of a douchebag on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but not enough for me to not stop reading his comics. Uh-huh. I definitely prefer his crime stuff that he does yeah. with Sean Phillips over most anything else. Uh huh. Did you like Gotham Central? Uh, I loved Gotham Central. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I've been getting those in the, the massive trade collections that they've been putting uh-huh. out. Uh, I do not have the last one. I don't think it's even out in paperback yet. Okay. But, but I have read the majority of it. Uh huh. And I do love it quite a bit. He, uh, I just listened to a podcast. I listened to the Nerdist Writers podcast, okay. which is really fun. They do, um, or he, it's Ben Blacker is the host and, um, he, they get, you know, everyone from like, the people that do My Little Pony to Vince Gilligan, um, just writers from television right. and, and Ed Brubaker was on the last episode and he comes off douchey yeah. in person as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've heard one podcast that he's been on and it was actually, uh, it was The Dark Forest with uh, Jackie Cation. Uh huh. And he came off pretty well in that. Oh, he's still funny. Yeah. But I can't tell, like, I have no self-confidence, so sometimes when people are confident about their own abilities, I read that as them being douchey. Right. So maybe he's normal and I'm the socially dysfunctional one, right. so. But I'm going to say if two people think he's douchey, then maybe, maybe he's a little douchey. douchey. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, but again, not, not in a way that, like, there have been other comic creators that I think are horrible on Twitter. That, like, I've just stopped following them on Twitter. Yeah. Because I think their work is good. Right. But, like, it was getting to the point where, like, I'm not going to buy your book if I keep reading your <laughs> stupid bullshit. <Yeah. laughs> Brandon Graham. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I never followed him. Uh, he's kind of a douchebag. Mm-hmm. That fraction is bizarre and hilarious yes. and awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I... I Quite enjoy that fraction on Twitter. Yeah. Even if I have no idea what the hell is going to 
think Ed Brubaker is, is really good. I did not enjoy his work on X-Men. Yeah. Um, but I only read, like, a handful of stuff that he did there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting Hit Girl, too. Seven books. Okay. Uh, do not like Mark Miller. Neither does Jason. Yeah. Um, you like, or er, you haven't read Red Sun. I have read Red Sun. Did you like Red Sun? I fucking loved okay. Red Sun. Okay, yeah, me too. Red Sun, however, was written at a time when Mark Miller was not famous. Uh, uh, I think there is a distinct break in which uh, Mark Miller became was, was excellent uh-huh. and became horrible. And that is inversely proportional lines of fame yeah. and awesomeness. Yeah, because uh, he wrote Swamp Thing for uh-huh. a while. Uh, he started like he did four issues with Grant Morrison, and then he wrote like thirty issues on his own. Uh huh. And I consider them to be just as good, in some cases even better than Alan Moore's run on that book. <laughs> uh, he also wrote uh, the Superman animated adventure comics, mm-hmm. which were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, then and like I remember distinctly when he wrote The Authority, uh, it was coming off of uh, Warren Ellis's run. I've never read that. Really? Uh-huh. I recommend it. Cool. Uh, if, if I hadn't already lent you some books today... <laughs> yeah, don't uh, give me any yeah, more. I still one. have your Ineffables books. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are mine. They are mine, then. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, like when, when Warren Ellis he was writing The Authority, and mm-hmm. like, it was like, a huge book at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like 99, something like that. And he announced he was leaving at issue 12, and then they announced that Mark Miller and Frank Quietly were going to mm-hmm. come on to, to replace him and Brian Hitch. And the collective comic book world went, what? <laughs> and, uh, and me alone was going, like, yes! Because mm-hmm. I loved Miller's work on Swamp Thing. Uh-huh. And I think Frank Quietly's fucking Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still in a sad minority in that. Really? Oh, yeah. At least according to message boards. Meh, no. Yeah. Uh, but there are people who vehemently hate Frank Quietly. No, I'm a big Those fan. People are wrong. Yes, they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, like, yeah, when they came on the book, everybody was just like, who the hell are these guys? Uh-huh. Or, you know, Frank Quietly's awful. Why? And then, like, he started writing that book and became huge. And then, Is that what did it? That is what did it. That's what, uh, then he wrote, uh, Ultimate X-Men after that. And uh-huh. uh, that began the downward slide. <laughs> into just writing comics for shock's sake. And just becoming sort of a nothing in, in, as far as storytelling goes. So you didn't like Kick-Ass? I liked the movie. The movie was great. Yeah. It really was. Uh, I read a little bit of the comic and I hated it. I read the Wanted and hated it. I didn't read Wanted. I read Nemesis and had, I mean, you're absolutely right. It was shock for shock's right. sake, but I had fun with it. And also him as a personality. Uh, I think he mm-hmm. has become a gigantic douchebag. Really? Um, uh, and I interviewed him once. Really? Yeah. Uh, back in my old uh, website, uh, nobody.sh, which no longer exists. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I wound up emailing him at one point. Uh-huh. Uh, this was back when he was working on The Authority. Uh-huh. And uh, he wrote back to me, and I said, hey, you know, could we do, like, a like a question and answer thing? Mm-hmm. And he said, sure, and then it took forever to organize. Right. 
Uh, but then we finally got it, and then I asked him follow-up questions, and he never responded back to them, so uh, I just ran the, the initial questions. Mm-hmm. And then got a lot of shit on message boards for, like, well, why didn't you ask any follow-ups? <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, that was also my first experience of Mark Miller being a fucking liar. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I like, and I think from peers in the area, wildly unpopular opinion, I fucking loved Old Man Logan. I fucking loved it. Never read it. I know. Because Mark, Mark Miller. Miller. Yeah, right. Love the art. Yeah. Steve McNiven is really good. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, Red Sun is amazing, because mm-hmm. even though it came out after he was hugely popular, it was written, like, years before. It just took forever to get drawn. Gotcha. <clears throat> and also, it was sort of ghostwritten by Grant Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that. It was at least based on his idea, right? right? Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, when, when he was friends with Grant Morrison, that's when he was the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, also, Scroll Kill Crew. Gotcha. The, the uh, first Grant Morrison work uh, before he was like hugely popular uh-huh. for Marvel. Mm. Uh, him and Mark Miller wrote that. It was pretty good. Was it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is the problem of us having sort of a, a loose and free flowing uh, conversation here. But whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, so Hawkeye came out. Hawkeye is the shit. Hawkeye is fucking great. Yeah. Uh like I know there's three issues out now and obviously like I haven't read it. I haven't read the third one yet. yet. But uh the first two issues are fucking amazing. So good. Uh, I'm going to be very disappointed when it's canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what happens. It does. And, you know, I was perusing Tumblr tags, and um, there's a lot of comics fans on Tumblr. Um, a lot of young girls, which I find encouraging. Yeah. I think most of them are... <clears throat> Maybe not legally getting digital comics, but they're doing right. digital. But um, the Hawkeye tag was nothing but Jeremy Renner. Yeah. I found one post about the comic, and yeah. that was discouraging yeah. because it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so we maybe have three more issues to look forward to. Uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, uh, I think it's going to go to twelve at least. All right. Yeah. Because uh, Defenders is at least going to 12. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Defenders. Yeah. yeah. So that is uh, another Matt Fraction book that I absolutely love. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, it is It is exactly what I want out of superhero comics. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because uh, it's funny. Uh-huh. It's weird. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, consistently good art. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's drawn that? Uh, I think Jamie McKelvey is now. Okay. But it started out with Terry Dodson. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they did, like, spotlight issues on, mm-hmm. on individual characters, and those were drawn by specific people. Yeah. I only have the first trade. Yeah. Because that's one I'm getting in trade. Right. Yeah. Well, the first trade should have the Terry Dodson books it, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, the uh, individual artists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I did have a question for you, because Jason told me that he bought you the trade. Um, in the comic, uh-huh. they have little... 
because it's because I'm getting a monthly. Uh, they have the, the little text at the bottom of each page that occasionally is just a random thing. <laughs> and sometimes it'll be like, you know, story continued on page after ad. <laughs> I'll have to look. Yeah. I don't remember. But then sometimes it's like something just like really bizarre that yeah. like is associated with the story. Uh-huh. But then also sometimes it's like uh, AVX out now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll have to look. I'm sorry, I don't remember. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, Defenders is great. It's being mm-hmm. canceled. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Hawkeye is also great. I'm looking forward to that being yeah. canceled. Yeah. Um, oh, it's sad. It is. Uh, like uh, I know you said you 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 don't read any DC books now. Uh, uh, Animal Man. Animal Man. Yeah, and Suicide which, Squad. Which, if I believed in guilty pleasures, um, would be a guilty pleasure. All right. Yeah. I was curious as to why Suicide Squad. Because it's fucking ridiculous. Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, it didn't even appeal to me enough to buy the first issue. Yeah. Sometimes I just really like things that are violent and splody. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's violent and splody. Okay. Yeah. But uh, were you reading anything else before? You yeah. I was getting... <laughs> Detective Comics. Okay. Uh, Frankenstein. Alright. Um, uh, action comics. I was getting action comics. Did not like it. I get that a lot. Like at all. But I do. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I did not like it. It's no all-star Superman, uh-huh. but I don't think anything can be, really. Yeah. Uh, but, but I do like it. I, I think it's fun enough. Yeah. To, to keep me reading until Morrison leaves anyway. And I haven't, I was getting Wonder Woman, um, but I think I, I got up to issue 10. That's the, the what I gave. If I'm not either having fun or in love with it by issue 10, I'm not getting any more. Okay. Um, and I don't even think I read past issue 3 of Wonder uh, Woman. Uh, I love Wonder Woman. Really? I think it's... Definitely one of the best books coming out. Maybe the, then I will season. catch up on that soon and decide if I want to continue it. Because the first Fair. three issues did not... Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, no Batman? I think I was getting Batman. And Jason was giving me his All-Star Westerns. Okay. Uh, I read the first issue of that. wasn't yeah. a huge fan of it. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I... No Green Lantern. I, I didn't do Green Lantern. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I like Green Lantern. I like Green Lantern stories. Um, but I was just like, you know what? Ech. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like Jeff Johns. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what? I totally forgot it was him, actually. Yeah. 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 But uh, also not reading Justice League for mostly that reason. Yeah. Also, I read the first issue. It was awful. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, I love Wonder Woman. Uh, I do like action comics. It's not the greatest comic out there, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I think by getting Detective, you were getting the wrong Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the regular Batman book by uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo is fucking great. Really? Yes. All right. I uh, cannot recommend it enough. Um, uh, but... Um, <laughs> Overboard was on last night. 
Ba, 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 ba. Any listeners out there, uh, get that joke? <laughs> I will buy you a pizza. Right in. Don't look it up. Review. Don't look it up. Don't cheat, man. Don't. Don't be a cheater. Um, but yeah, but like my favorite book from from DC, the New Fifty Two, was OMAC. Oh yeah, I never got OMAC, and that got canceled like too sweet, didn't it? Uh, uh, eight issues. Yeah. yeah. But I heard a lot of people loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. It was it was the defenders of of the DC universe. It was just. Do you think it was because that it didn't sell because that wasn't like one of the characters? I think there's partially that. Uh, it was co-written by Dan DiDio, who is really? the, the uh, publisher, yeah. editor of DC, who garners a lot of fan hate. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think people just immediately said, oh, well, fuck that. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, they were wrong. <laughs> uh, they're also wrong in hating him. Because I don't think he deserves any of the vitriol that he gets. Because uh, he's just trying to run the business. Right. I think. And it is a business. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do think that DC definitely has some some major areas where they, they could improve. Uh-huh. I think that uh, constantly trying to reshift focus just to figure out what works is uh, kind of a disaster. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they really just need to, and Marvel needs to do this too. Uh, they need to let the creators create. Yeah. And just let them do what they do. Yep. Uh, cause that is how you get good stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the early 2000s when, uh, Joe Quesada took over Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think that first couple of years was some of the best work that Marvel had ever put out. Because they were just, I mean, they had... Grant Morrison and Garth Ennis mm-hmm. and, and uh, Mark Miller before he became a giant douchebag. <laughs> uh, and Brian Bendis, of course, mm-hmm. you know, just, just you know, they let them Was that when he was doing Spider-Man? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, Ultimate. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's still doing Ultimate Spider-Man. Is he really? Uh-huh. And it's still amazing. Huh. Still probably the most consistently good comic on the market for, like, 170 issues straight. No shit. Yeah. You know, oddly, I have never been a Spider-Man reader. I don't know why. I'm not a huge Spider-Man reader, but I started reading Ultimate Spider-Man, and yeah. it's just never gotten bad enough for me to not stop reading it. Hmm. And now that I think about it, actually right now I'm buying more titles based on solo characters than I ever have. I'm usually more a fan of the group dynamic mm-hmm. in books. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, like in those early days, though, they, they were just letting creators create mm-hmm. and tell stories and, like, you know, just let them go off and they were trying different things and experimenting and seeing what worked, but also not radically changing the focus <laughs> of certain books. Uh-huh. You know, they, they were just, you know, trying to figure it out and, and do it in the most creative way mm-hmm. and pulled Marvel out of bankruptcy. Right. Uh, and then they started doing events, and now everything is event after event yeah. after event, yeah. uh, and it's boring and awful. What do you think the last good event was? Was there ever a good one? I don't think so. You don't like Civil War? Uh, no. I like Civil War all right. Um. I didn't I, love it. I think House of M was interesting. 
Yeah, uh, House of M was better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the fact that it just continued to lead into other things and, you know, sort of left the X-Men books in sort of a clusterfuck. Uh-huh. Just kind of, you know, goes against it. <laughs> I was reading classic X-Men last night, the reprints huh? of the... <laughs> I got a, a panel there. There are 13 of us now. What are we going to do? And I was like, <laughs> ah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow, that was like the first one then. It wasn't the first one. It was, um, the regular team is, uh, trapped by Krakoa. Yeah, that's the, the first classic X-Men. Issue. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought you, yeah, I misunderstood yeah, you. Yes. Yeah. Issue one of classic X-Men. Yep. Yeah. That is, uh, that is how I read, uh, X-Men throughout my youth. Nice. Is, uh, classic X-Men. <laughs> uh, in fact, I just organized my X-Men collection last weekend. How do, okay, fun question. Right. How do you organize your comics? Um. Or maybe we should save this for another podcast because this could get really complicated. It could get complicated. Yeah, let's save it. Right, let's we'll, save we'll do it. next yeah. week or next month or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Because we're also still talking about Hawkeye. Yeah, here. yeah, we're trying. We're trying. Yeah. Um, Would you call the art in Hawkeye a little propaganda-y? Covers, especially? I don't think propaganda. Uh, I'm, they're definitely well-designed. How about Art Nouveau? Uh, art Nouveau, Deco. Deco, yes. Um, yes. Uh, the, yeah, they're, they're definitely made with a, a design uh-huh. in mind, yeah. which I don't think a lot of covers do. Me neither. Uh, so, I mean, at this point, uh, like just the first two issues alone, I mm-hmm. think they're probably the best covers I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not best drawn, but definitely the most standout. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, that's kind of what you need. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, you know, yeah, I think David Aha does the covers. I think too. he does. And, uh, he, he's definitely got a very good sense of, of just overall design mm-hmm. and layout, uh, which follows through with the story. Uh huh. Um, not a huge fan of his actual style of art. Really? Uh, just because it is that sort of. It, I feel like Marvel has a house style now. Mmm, interesting. Is that sort of, uh,. Everything has to be as realistic and as gritty as possible, kind of thing. Did you read the Matt Fraction Thor run? No. Okay. Uh, I would say that that uh, would be an arguing point, but I can't remember the artist's name on that okay. book. Okay. So never mind. But but I do see a lot of artists with similar styles, like mm. uh, Michael Lark and Sean Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabriel Hardman, uh, you know, just that sort of heavy shadow, brushy, yeah, you know, kind of, uh, you know, not super realistic, but also not cartoony at right. all kind of look. Right. Um, and uh, it works for some things, but I don't think it works for others. It really worked for works the for, Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Iron Fist, though, and part of one of the reasons why I love that book so much is because they were also doing, like, 
flashbacks to uh-huh. other Iron Fists, yeah. which would have like a completely different, different style. style. Yeah. And uh, so I think all of that worked really well together. And I do think AHA's work was really good in mm-hmm. Iron Fist, too. And I think his work is good in Hawkeye. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it definitely suits the story. Uh, but then when I see when I see a similar artist working on like Secret Avengers, yeah. that's it's not what I think of uh, when I think of that. Especially when you have Art Adams doing covers for that book. Yeah, uh, you know that should be big and superhero-y and, and bombastic. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy who with a similar style to David Aha working on it. Mm-hmm. it you know, it's not it's also not, not why you read comics. Well, no. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but, yeah, I think AHA does... Uh, he's fine. I don't, anything, <laughs> I don't have anything negative to say about him. Right. I would also never specifically buy anything because he was working on it. Really? Yeah. But I also wouldn't not buy anything because he's working on it. Yeah. And he works well with Fraction. Mm-hmm. And, uh... uh so... So why do you love Hawkeye so much? Um... I don't know, maybe because he's technically, it kind of goes back to the Lois Lane thing. Hawkeye is not necessarily a superhero. He's right. just a really good shot. Right. So he would definitely, they can do so much more with his story than they could with a superhero's, unsuperhero story. Right. Right? Okay. Am I, am I putting it into words correctly? Yeah, I think so. Because you're still seeing a guy who's not being an Avenger, but he's still being, um. Heroic. Yeah. Right. He's being a good human being. Right. And, and I like that. Right. Um, it's just a good story so far. He fucking saved a dog, man. <laughs> 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 I just, I, it's, and I think it's the combination of the story and the art. I really like those soft colors used in it's it. It's a very good color palette. Yeah. Uh, it's not a thing that I... Uh, you don't see in comics very often. Yeah. Um, I was going to say it's Especially about a man. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, I do totally notice coloring in comics nowadays. Right. Because I think... The tendency is to underdo the colors or overdo the colors. Uh-huh. And I think uh, this one, I think, has the right balance by yeah. totally limiting its palette. Yeah. Uh, there was... Uh, I think that's a neat addition to... Uh, it's um, representative of the tone of the story. Because it's not an Avenger story, it's a right. Hawkeye story, so it's limited. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, there was a, a run in uh, Detective Comics in like the early 2000s. I think Greg Ruka was writing it at the mm-hmm. time. And for at least a few issues, they did this where they basically only had three colors. Really? Yeah. And, I mean, it was a very neat look to that book. Mm-hmm. And I thought it worked really well, but they abandoned it super quickly. Uh, uh, so I, I do like when they try things like that. Uh-huh. I think Hawkeye does that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, the reason I enjoy it so much uh, <clears throat> is because when it uh, when it comes down to it, I like I basically like two types of superhero stories. Right. I like the kind that make it big and crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, which is, like like we said, the Defenders. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, but I also like when... And, and I mean, like, there's in-betweens. Like, like Batman is sort of like an in-between, I think. Mm-hmm. Is, but uh, but then you take the, the other extreme, which I do really like, which is when you take a superhero and then strip him of all the superhero elements yeah. and just tell a story. And... Like at least within these first two issues, they're they're basically telling a crime drama, uh-huh. you know, uh, with Hawkeye, mm-hmm. uh, Hawkeyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I mean, they're they're still Avengers, uh-huh. and they're still using their abilities, but at the same time, you know, they're not wearing costumes. Right. They're they're not really dealing with any costume villains or anything like that. They're no. just uh dealing with criminals and crooks and uh it's like it's like this weird combination of like superhero crime noir mm. and spy books. Yeah. yeah. Good call. You're much better at word than I am <laughs> at wording. I think I described it to someone uh, as uh, it's sort of like uh, Matt Fraction's Casanova, but uh-huh. without all the weird. Without the LSD. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Which I love Casanova. Me too. I fucking love Casanova. Casanova's awesome. Uh, but you know, like this kind of proves that you don't need to have all the the hallucinogenic <laughs> bullshit right. that makes that story awesome. Yeah. To still be awesome. Yeah. I think that's a sign of a good writer, too. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, I know there's a lot of uh, comic book and fans out there who are not fans of him. but you know. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but they can go fuck themselves. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we got to uh, wrap up here. Yeah. Um... So, so, uh, what TV are, since we talked about comics, like, the whole time, yeah, what yeah. TV are you excited for? Um, I'm excited to catch up on the new season of Doctor Who. Uh-huh. I'm a recent convert to, uh, the... the a surprising, universe. if I may. Yeah. You are yeah. a surprising Whovian. I was, uh, I fought against it for a very long time. Uh-huh. And I couldn't even tell you why I eventually broke down and, and started watching, but, uh, man, I'm glad I did. Yeah. And I think you and I both weep. Uh, during the Van Gogh episode? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like oh, yeah. a fucking toddler. I am, uh, I am a baby on that show sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it will, uh, and, uh, when I first started watching it, when I was still sort of almost set against Doctor right? Who, when, whenever it would bring me to tears, I'd be like, God damn it, Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, I'm, uh, you know, 30 Rock just started, so I'm getting back into that. Um, stupid bullshit, uh, local news channel, uh, if they ever leave it alone, I'll be looking forward to How I Met Your Mother, Mm -hmm. if they Mm -hmm. ever decide to air it. Yeah. Uh, or God forbid that, uh, a light rain fall in Dayton. (laughs) Uh. Samson! Um, I'm not going to say his name, because yeah, I feel yeah. like he's the type that would Google himself. Probably. Yeah. I, I wouldn't tag this or anything with it. No, so, but yeah. still. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there's not really a lot else. I started watching Revolution, and two episodes in, and I'm out. I'm going to give it maybe two more, um, because I love J.J. Abrams. I love Eric Kripke. I know what they are capable of. Mm-hmm. They have not come close to it yet. So I'm going to give it a little more time. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would have given But not too much more time. Yeah. I would have given it a few more, but uh, just unforeseen circumstances led right. me to missing the third episode. And so fuck it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was already not into it anyway. So yeah. yeah. I'm excited about uh very glad for Thirty Rock to come back. Have Winchester Wednesdays now. Supernatural came back next or last week. And I have to say, Parks and Recreations, you you don't watch? I do not. Give it a try. It's on I Netflix as well. A not a fan? Not a fan. That show makes me laugh more consistently. I don't know, maybe How I Met Your Mother probably takes that spot. But I laugh out, and I don't laugh out loud a lot at shows. Um, but that laughs from I, Parks and Rec. I find Parks and Rec to be painfully unfunny. Huh. I have laughed one time exactly while watching that show. And it was uh, a Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if that character wasn't in that show, it would be totally unwatchable. <laughs> instead of just mostly unwatchable. Fair enough, fair enough. Any movies you're excited about? Uh, I haven't seen Looper yet. It just came out. I'm looking forward to seeing that when I can afford to. I couldn't afford to, my friend. Mary Bruger, thank you, Mary Bruger, who probably won't listen, took me to see Looper. Uh, yeah. Good? Yes. Okay. Um, Once you get past his face, his face is kind of weird. Yeah, they put yeah. prosthetics on him to yeah. be head stupid. Yeah. You know, uh, I heard a review of the movie a couple uh, days ago, which was, you know, I, I think sums that up uh, pretty well, which is if you're asking us to suspend disbelief to to for time travel yeah. and having your future self come back that you have to kill, then we can also suspend this belief that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a young Bruce Willis. We can because he was very good at capturing Bruce Willis without being a shitty imitation right. of Bruce Willis. Yeah. 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 Um, I am excited about all of the movies, basically. Really? All of them. I'm going to be so poor. Because I'm going, and I have to buy a giant squishy every time I go. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of movies coming out that I I Uh do want to see. I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but I'm sure that they all exist. Yeah. Uh, Frankenweenie. I am looking forward to seeing Tim Burton do something that isn't a remake or an adaptation of something. Or has Johnny Depp killing Helena Bonham. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, it kind of is a remake, though. Yeah, in all I know fairness. it kind of is. <laughs> At least he's remaking himself. Exactly, yeah. yes. Um, uh, Hobbit. Nope. <gasps> Friendship over! Uh, I will catch it on video. Uh, I will not see it in the theaters. Mm. Uh, I liked Lord of the Rings, um, but not to a point of obsessiveness, like, I don't think they needed to make The Hobbit. I don't think they needed to make The Hobbit three movies. Yeah. But it's also partially it. Yeah. yeah. Um, ooh, let me ask you about this. I know we got to wrap up quickly here. Huh. But uh, uh, RoboCop remake. Who's uh, in it? Uh, Gary Oldman. Who's is going in it. to see it? You are. Yes. However, <laughs> uh, uh, pictures of the new RoboCop suit came out a few I weeks ago. No. I want to get your opinion. It's stupid. Like, let's be real. My future husband makes some shitty movies. Let's uh, go ahead and, for the listener that doesn't know, your future husband... Is Gary Oldman. Okay. Yeah. He makes some shitty movies. I watch all of them. Yeah. 
I've seen a fair amount yeah. of movies that he, are not good. And, but I don't think he makes mediocre movies. He makes movies that are fucking amazing or fucking terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I will also say this. Uh, even in the terrible movies, he is the best thing about them. Absolutely. Makes yeah. them watchable. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Red Riding Hood? Uh, didn't see it. Oh, but, like, uh, I never say a movie is, like, I never say, well, that wasn't very fun, but rarely do I say, I just wasted 120 <laughs> minutes of my life. Uh, and I was, did. There was some movie, I can't even remember the name of it now, but mm-hmm. uh, it was, Gary Oldman was in it, it was made. Was it Tippy Toes? No. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that, but I totally want to see you that. have to see it. Uh, no, it get like, really drunk first. <laughs> no, it's like some movie where he's a hitman. Uh huh. Uh, and like he falls in love with this girl. Uh huh. Uh, and then just starts going around killing people to get at her. Uh, and it's not good. Mm, I don't think Billy Zane is in it. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Terrence Stamp is in it as well. Oh, that's kind of a plus. Terrence yeah. Stamp's pretty awesome. But uh, it is not good. All right, I don't think I've seen that one. I'll have to see if it's streaming and watch it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> Some, something about fish, maybe. I don't know, dead fish. Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember exactly. Like I'm torn on on remakes anyway. Truth right, be told, right. I don't. I feel like, and maybe it's nostalgia. A lot of those movies still hold up. RoboCop being one of oh, them. Yeah. Um, why do we? have to keep remaking everything. There are people out there writing really good screenplays that aren't getting made. Right. Uh, so. It's because every original movie that comes out that fails, right? then, you know, oh, well, we can't have original movies. Yeah. Uh, I am, however, super excited for the remake of Red Dawn, because, yeah. seriously. <laughs> I've never seen the original, so oh. I can't care. Uh, All right. But, uh... Sorry. <laughs> I actually I don't have as much of a problem with remakes. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't... I think they're mostly unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's already a good movie. Yeah. Uh, like RoboCop. Yeah. However, uh, don't care that they're remaking RoboCop. Yeah. I- I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, it's it's been like 20 years since the last one came uh-huh. out, and then there's been horrible television shows uh-huh. you know, that tried to fill its place. It's totally fine with remaking RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Uh, good cast so far. Yeah. Even the guy playing RoboCop, uh, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, he was in that show, The Killing, which wasn't a very good show. He was excellent in it. Awesome. Um, I don't dislike the new look for RoboCop. Really? Yeah. Because uh, I will I will definitely say this, and then I know you got to go. Huh. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, soon. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Um, I think Tron and the original RoboCop ruined a lot of things. Uh-huh. Uh, We're talking the original Tron? Yeah. Okay. Especially as far as, like, sci-fi and comics and, and you know, future movies go. Uh-huh. Uh, as far as, like, the looks of them, I think people have uh... been influenced by and used all of those elements so much that, uh, like, you know, it basically become just watered down. And so... Interesting. Because you look at the original RoboCop look, uh-huh. and, and I feel like that has been, you know, cannibalized so much for other things in pop culture that uh, 
you're never going to be able to top it. Mm-hmm. And anything that looks like it is just going to look like a cheap ripoff of anything else anyway. Yeah. So they were fucked from the get-go when they had to design a new RoboCop. Yeah. And I think that the look that they give it is fine. Yeah. I, I concede. I do. I absolutely concede to your point. Because... What is the point of doing a remake if it's just going to look like... The same, right. Yeah. I completely concede. And like I said, they're just not going to top it. No. Uh, unless there's some fucking genius out there <laughs> right. you know, who has the ultimate new RoboCop design. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Not to be... Not for a person to function in and, uh-huh. and be an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Peter Weller could barely function in his yeah. costume and... An actor. And at least it doesn't have nipples. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I love movies. I love seeing movies. Mm-hmm. I look forward to watching a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just all dependent on uh, when I will get to see them. Yeah. So, uh, there are movies that came out ten years ago that I've uh, not seen that I uh, still want to see. Ditto. Yeah. Yep. So, how'd our first episode go? Fun. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I hope the listener had fun. I do, too. Actually, I don't really care. Well, okay. I'm, I don't really I'm care a stone-cold bitch. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I do three podcasts now. <laughs> uh, we have a bare minimum of listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they listen. Uh-huh. I'm glad that they like it. Mm-hmm. Don't care if they like <laughs> it. Because I have fun when I do them. Yay! <laughs> This was awesome. It was fun. And I got out like three years worth of nerdy talk with you. Yeah. And I'm walking home with a temporary stack of Warren Ellis books, so... I think I kind of came out on the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I got to stay home and didn't go anywhere. I'm sorry you had to put pants on. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) You realize that once I'm sure that you're not coming back at any point, pants are off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Honestly... I think anyone who lives alone and wears pants all the time is a weirdo. Uh huh. Weirdo. Yep. Yeah. I walk in the door, I take the dog outside, I come back inside, I take my pants off. Yep. Pants yeah. are the worst. They are. Yep. Uh, fucking society. Societal <laughs> <Final> regulations. <laughs> decency laws. Yeah, lame. Yeah. Alright then. Alright. We'll uh, talk to you again in another month. Score! Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Bye, everybody. You have been listening to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Subscribe to the show from ssp.guttertrash.net or iTunes and leave us a review. Visit ssp.guttertrash.net to find email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and to the other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thank you for listening to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. <laughs>